Welcome. You're listening to the Equine Photographers Podcast, the place to learn from top equine professionals around the world as they share their experience and knowledge on what it takes to be an accomplished equine photographer. Now your hosts, Peter DeMott and Gigi Embricks. Hi, this is Peter DeMott. And this is Gigi Embricks. And we're the host to the Equine Photographers Podcast. Today we're going to be interviewing Ron McGinnis. Hello, Ron. Yes, sir. Hi, Ron. Hi, Gigi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Excited good. to to have a have a talk with you because well, it's going to be fun. Going to be yeah. fun. I love your work. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Thank it's you. my kind of subject matter, I guess. That's why I, you know, and you do such a great job with it. Well, you know, uh, I, I look, I look at you guys as work that way too, just simply because of, you know, I, I, I guess you know it's the country that we live in. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's what yeah. it's, it's what's around us. You know, so, uh, but yeah, it's uh, nice talking to you. Hey, Ron. Uh, it says there are times in my life that I see the handiwork of God. These photos are my feeble attempt to capture those times. So you've been taking pictures since you were a little kid, is that right? Uh, yeah, well, or a teenager? Yeah, teen, teen, teenager, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was probably about 17 when I first picked up the camera. Okay, and you had a father and an uncle that helped you learn yeah. photography? Yeah, my uh, my father was a was a uh, uh, he was a master photographer. He was really good, and you know, due to circumstances beyond my control, I wasn't really raised around my dad. But I got to know him when I was older. He was a friend of, of Ansel Adams back in the oh, wow. back in the day. So I got to you know, uh, I learned his own system when I was pretty young, and that's that's still how I shoot. You know, it's pretty much old school, but. That's how I learned, and that's how I still shoot. Yeah. And, well, and, it's working for you. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. My first camera was a uh, was large format stuff. Dad shot a lot of uh, you know eight to ten big cameras, you know, and and uh, my first my first camera was a large format eight to ten camera, and and, uh, and I tell everybody, even the people that I teach, that nothing's changed. It's still just a box with a hole in it. You know, that's basically all it is. You know, they may have a whole bunch of bells and whistles and new doodads on them, but they're still just a box of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it works for me. Usually uh, with these podcasts, we just kind of like to get started by asking sort of how you got started with horses and photography together. Because you're an equine photographer. I see you do a lot of other stuff, too, but... Yeah, tell us about that. It's it's the way I was raised. I mean, I was raised pretty much what you see in my photographs is, is how I was raised. I mean, uh, I was raised around uh, rodeos and cowboys and, and, and the kind of the Western lifestyle, you know. Uh-huh. And horses have been a big part of my life. Uh, you know, I'm 54 years old and I don't, you know, never remember a time that wasn't horses around me, you know. And it says in your blog or in your thing that you actually participated in rodeos. Yes, yeah, and uh, too old for that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Can't get beat up uh, that much, huh? 
Yeah, well, you know, used to be able to write about anything. Now I have a hard time staying on the fence, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, that happens but, to us all, Ron. It happens to us all. <laughs> that's that's true, you know. And and uh, uh, you know, my body had just taken enough abuse, so uh, it was kind of a natural thing for me to pick up a camera and and, and shoot shoot the rodeos because I'm familiar with that, you know. And uh, and the horses. Yeah, I've just got a love for horses, you know, just always have had and always will have. And there, there's just nothing more beautiful to point a camera at, I don't think, you know. Yeah, there yeah. Uh, and it doesn't matter what what genre we're talking about in the horse world. I enjoy it all. You know, they're, they're just, they're pretty, pretty magnificent. Do you have some uh, horses of your own? Uh, at the moment, I do not. Uh, one of the rare moments I don't, and I've got them all around me. But... Uh, I've got, uh, I've been, you know, trading and doing this and doing that, but I've got a granddaughter thinking she's wanting one, so I guess I'll be back in the horse business again before long. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, that, that'll that do it. That's, that's yeah. what you call a, a granddaughter magnet, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. She, <laughs> uh, she, she kind of took after me there. She's pretty crazy about the horses, so I, I have found uh, one or two, I think, that, May suitors, so I'll probably be back in the horse business before too terribly long. Right. So, uh, you know, you're a photographer by trade, or do you do any other work? Okay, so I I do. I do other work too. I'm also a marine artist. Uh, Basically, uh, I do a lot of reproduction work, fiberglass. uh, if you, you know, go to, uh, museums and you see like big sharks and stuff like that, you know, I do a lot of museum pieces, uh, for different museums oh. and stuff around the world and just always been an artist. That's, you know, it's yeah, the only way to make a living. It helps in the photography world too. I mean, you know, naturally color, uh, lends itself to me fairly easily and, and, and composition and in, in the whole nine yards, you know, it just, it just kind of all goes hand in hand. So, just to give our listeners an idea, what mm-hmm. percentage of your livelihood is photography, and what percent is your sculptures? I would say probably seventy five percent is 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 uh, photography. Okay, good, good. Yeah. All right. So now on your website, I see that you do portraits and black and white and equine and fine art. But mostly you're showing stuff that has a lot of uh, photoshopping to it uh, to give it a certain look, which is your sort of your style. But are you doing other kinds of photography too? Do you, I mean, when you shoot rodeos, are you selling images to the participants or not? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. And, uh, 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 you know, and, and I sell some, you know, magazines and stuff like this. But yes, I do sell. Uh, to, to participants and, and what I have got involved with and, and it's, it's, it's a, a great organization, but it's, it's basically a family rodeo association. Lots of kids participate in it, uh, as well as adults. And, and I've watched a lot of these little guys grow up, you know, it's fairly rewarding. So, I mean, not just monetarily wise, but, but you know it's good for your soul too to watch these little guys get out here and and start and, start on a sheep and then work their way up right <laughs> or or just the camaraderie that they have with their horses and some of these old horses are just the best babysitters in the world and 
and the you know, and the little kids are just <laughs> just ride them all day long. The poor thing, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but, you know, it, but it is it's it's fun to watch, and you get really attached to the people, and, and you know, rodeo people they really are the best people in the world. They're country people, and 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 you know, if you, if if you're going through a hard time or something, they're going to be right there with you. It's it's a great a great group of people to be around. Tell us a little bit about the the business side of your rodeo work. When you set up at a rodeo, do you have somebody sitting at the computer selling images, or how do you do that? Yes, my one of my you know uh, my wife uh, will go will go with me, and she'll set up. She does all the selling. I do all the shooting. And, uh, uh, she's a whole lot better looking than I am. So she can sell them, you know, and she, she's got, the, she's got the gift to get. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they set up and they can view, they can view what we've shot, order it. Now, uh, a lot of people print on site. I do not do that. Uh, simply because, uh, um, you know, I'm pretty big about quality and, uh, uh, I use professional printers to have everything printed, and then and then I can either ship them the image or I will deliver to them at the next rodeo. You know, because they we do, tend to hit a lot of the same. Do you print your own work, Ron, or do you send it out? I send it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's your lab? Yeah. Uh, Black River Imaging is who I use. Okay. Yeah, and they they do very good work and they happen to be just about 10 miles down the road. Oh, well, you're lucky dude. Oh, well, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, you know, so, uh, you know, we can go in and, and, and they will, you know, tweak stuff for me if I need it or if, you know, I know a lot of them personally, you know, and, and, uh, so it, it works well for me, you know, if there's a problem or if there's, or if they got an idea, they'll call me up and I'll stop by and we'll hash it over and, and uh, you know, and, and do a lot of, you know, they, they print up to, I believe, forty by sixty is the largest canvas wrap they do. You know, so and, and I do a lot of those that size. You do. So you know, okay. yeah. So yeah. okay, so let's. Uh, I'm still down to the nitty gritty of the radio business. Are you on the fence? Are you in the arena? Normally, normally either in the arena or just outside. You know. It depends on the event. Yeah, the, uh, the bulls probably are one you want to stay outside mostly. Well, sometimes no? I'm inside. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of depends on the arena and how the setup is, you know. I like to shoot from low angles. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, if it's safe for me to be inside the arena and and uh, be able to get out in a hurry, well, then, yeah, I will shoot from inside the arena. If not, I will shoot from just outside, you know, and, 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 and through the fence. But, uh, uh, you know, like I said, I'm 54 years old, not as young as I used to be, and and uh, been run over by a few too many of them, so I don't really want that to happen again if I can help it. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, we, you know, I, I, it, it kind of depends on the event. And, uh, uh, you know, barrel racing and... and Events like that, you know, I'm inside the arena uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, and I try to give them different looks from week to week. I'm, I may use one lens one week and, and shoot from, a, you know, a bit of a distance, or I might put on a, a, a shorter lens and, and and lay down just outside the fence on the second barrel in the barrel racing and shoot and shoot from my back, and you know, upward angle and 
when you shoot from a low angle, mm-hmm. uh, does that give the picture more energy or? It, I believe it does. It's a little more uh, dramatic, uh-huh. uh, larger than life. What's your lens of choice for most of the time? Most of the time, I'll shoot a 70 to 200. Okay. Uh, F28 uh, Nikon. And uh, and then my, the other lens I like to use a lot is a 24 to 70. Both very sharp lenses and real fast. And, uh, you know, the action thing. You guys are it's a horse photographers. You know, you, you got to be able to stop action and... and uh, uh, and I shoot a, a decent camera that handles low light well. So, uh, are a lot know. of the rodeos in the evenings, or are they mostly yes. in the mm-hmm. day? Okay, and a lot of them are in the evenings, and and uh, of course, sometimes I have to use uh, off camera a little help with off camera lighting, you know. But uh, so, are you uh, using a big a big strobe for that, or is it just a camera no, flash? I actually use uh, a couple I actually speed use. Yeah, I use a up to about eight speed lights. Oh! Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a so. There are they on one stand all together, or how do you work? No, that? I will. I will normally have them uh, positioned around the arena to where you know for this event I will use this bank of lights, you know, and have the other shut off, and and then you know I kind of know where the action's going to be at from time to time, you know, so. I can set the lights up to uh, to work at my in my advantage, you know, uh, from one from one event to the next, and uh, just shut them off, turn them on, whatever, you know, and set them at different powers. You kind of use the light fall off to clean up the background, then. I yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Do you do that during the evening hours when you're at rodeos, or are you doing that yeah. for most of your shots? No, I'm doing it just during the evening hours. Normally, okay. uh, after it gets dark. Now, you know, there are times now that that I'm in an arena that the lighting is 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 good enough that I can just shoot higher IS, ISOs and get by with it. Uh, I'm shooting a, a Nikon D4s, and it handles uh, high IS. Well, I've, yeah, I've shot up to twenty thousand ISO and printed sixteen by twenty with it. You know, so. It'll handle the ISOs pretty well. Uh huh. But now you're still shooting at a pretty wide open setting most of the time. Yeah, normally you know in the three two range. Mm-hmm. In the in the in when it's you know later in the evening. Right. And like I said, for our listeners, what's the slowest shutter speed you would run to still be able to stop action? Probably one five hundred. Okay. That's good. Yeah. And, uh, of course, with the, with the lights, it goes, you know, down to one, two, fifty. But, you know, they stop the action. But uh, the light does. But uh, but, but just without without the artificial light source, you know, one five hundred is about as low as I'll try to go. Right. I know the eventers, if they're, you know, jumping a jump, they need 750th or, or faster. Right. Right. And uh, uh, it, it varies from event to event. You know, if there's a couple of them, I can get by a little bit slower than that, you know. And, and uh, now, do you do the Western shows, too, like uh, where you're going to do wind shots and stuff like that? Not very often. Okay. No. So it's almost all rodeo work? 
almost all rodeo work for the event photography that I did. Uh, rodeo or, or something, something close to it, you know. So, again, percentages-wise, you know, you do all this artwork, and then mm-hmm. I noticed you do some senior or graduation portraits right. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably some other portraits, um, and then you do your art. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would you divide that up in terms of your livelihood? Uh, you know, the art part of it is probably close to 50% of my photography livelihood. I've been out there a while and I have a pretty good following as far as as, uh, people that collect my work. And so, yeah, I sell quite a bit of it. And uh, What's the the typical purchase um, when somebody's buying an art piece? I I would say on average probably... uh, uh, somewhere in the 30 by 40 range, be it either gallery wrap or frame print. You know. Do you sell mostly through uh, Fine Art America? I do a lot through Fine Art America, yes. I'm asking this because this is the the way I'm heading. Do you do art shows or are you in galleries or how do you promote your I, work? A little bit of both. Uh, I don't do many art shows. I will do a few. I'm just going to say this one time, but Facebook's kind of the devil. But <laughs> it can be, <laughs> but it is, it generates a lot of business for you. If you, you know, and, if you have uh, something people want. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you have something people want, uh, I've got a, a fairly good reputation among, uh, a, a lot of the art dealers in the country, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, I sell quite a bit of stuff. And I say quite a bit compared to some, maybe not, but to me, I'm making a living doing it, doing what I yeah. want, you know, you know, so. Do you think they found you on Facebook then, a lot of them? A, or, lot, a, or lot, you, a lot of people have, yeah. A lot of people yeah, have. Yeah, You know, and, and if I happen to post a link up on Fine Art, or to, to Fine Art America where I put a new picture up, you know, it, it may get shared 50 times, you know. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people see it. And whether they mm-hmm. know Ron McGinnis personally or not, they still got to go look and if they, and they may not buy that print, but they may see something else they like. Right. You know, uh, 30 by 40 is a typical mm-hmm. purchase. And how much is the, is it that they're spending? Uh, I, I think through fine art America, it's probably in around a $300 range. Uh huh. Okay. And then on your portrait and mm-hmm. of course, rodeo events are a completely different pricing structure. Sure. Mm-hmm. What, what's your average ticket? for somebody buying some prints at, at a rodeo? Uh, normally, an event, you know, depends on how many events are in and this and that, but... People are buying more than one print. They're buying right. six or right. seven they events. They might buy several. Yeah. They, they, might buy, they may buy several prints, uh, or they may just buy one. Uh, on a, The best way for me to answer this, on an average weekend, I'll do four to five hundred a day. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. And how often are you doing rodeos? Every weekend every, through the summer? About every weekend. About every weekend, almost, yeah. Okay. And then I've, you pick some of that stuff, some of the really great images, then you'll artify them. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to, that's a good way to, to say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it's my new I, word. Artify. Right. And, 
And, you know, there's just a few that lend themselves to it. You know, I mean, it's just a matter of timing. If you happen to catch something just right or expressions and faces or, or something, you know. And, a lot and of those, water or a lot of dust. Right. And, <laughs> and, the, and the minute that I do, that I that I shoot that and I know I've got it and, and, and then I get done to it what I want done to it, when the contestant and or parent or whoever sees that image, it's almost a guaranteed hundred dollar gallery wrap sale. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, they, they have to have, it, you know, how do you show like your wife is at a booth and how do they see their images? Then is it later? Normally, because this is one association that I shoot for and I shoot, for, I've shot for several, but in this one particular one, I'm, I'm just talking, you know, what I shoot this week, they will view next week. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So she's sitting with the computer. Um, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's sitting with the computer. So you've actually done some work on all the images? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, I've already done everything I'm going to do to them. That way, you know, and here's the secret, guys, you know, and I tell everybody this, but the the secret to being known as a decent photographer is to take about a million pictures and never show anybody the bad Right. And yeah. Because we all have them. Right. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. They're in there. They're in there. <laughs> and and so, you know, by that way, they never see the shots that I miss. And, you know, nowadays I don't miss that many, but you do. You, you're going to miss a few or something's out of focus or something. But you weed all, you weed all the junk out. And, and you get it to where you would print it, where I think it's print ready. And then it's, and, and it's, it's an automatic sale. And then they don't mind waiting to see them a week later. Or two weeks if they miss a if they miss one rodeo, they'll come to the next one and sure. say, yeah. hey, I want my bull ride from such yeah. and such a rodeo. Exactly. Exactly. And, okay. Uh, well, that's a completely different kind of way of working. But you're in a sort of a serial situation. Exactly. Now, uh, you know, I have I have put them online. And 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 still and still do on occasion uh, put them online, but that that's that's more work for me to have to do that. And the sales and, are low, probably. And the sales are lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, and and, it, and in this day and age, and we all run into it. You know, people do not care that it's got rum against photography plastered all over the front of it. They can screenshot it, put it on Facebook. They will, and they'll pay for. So to eliminate that, just to keep people honest, this is how I do it. You know. Yeah, good idea. And, I think it's a good, good plan. Yeah. And uh, and you know I'm I'm maybe have to even give them prints. I mean it's not so much about the money, you know, but but just don't steal from me. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I look at it. You know, just you know, and uh, that that that's just kind of my philosophy. On your Ron McGinnis photography website, it opens up to a picture of two guys, a guy with a guitar, a big fat dog sitting in the middle of the floor, and you know, you've got this look that's kind of like Saturday evening post pictures. Thank you. That's you know. kind of what you know, I grew up being a fan of Norman Rockwell and didn't even realize from the time I was pretty small. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, grandma and grandpa always read the Saturday Evening Post. And I just looked at every cover. And, yeah, I mean, it not must that have I... must have influenced you then. 
you know, it's not that I intentionally tried to, to, to edit that way, but after a while I thought, you know, that works pretty good. So mm-hmm. let's try to well, figure I, out a way to edit it. Yeah. You've got a lot of planning cause you've got, mm-hmm. you know, the guy with the guitar and they're wearing their cowboy hats and mm-hmm. blue jeans and boots and chaps. Well, you and, know, and then that, that being said, that's those guys. I could go find them today and that's what they would look like. <laughs> Okay, so you're not you know. planning it out that much. Okay, no, 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 yeah. no. That's that's those the the people you see in in, in my portraits are that's pretty much the way they are. You know, and uh, so this picture on your on your homepage is that a real place or is that a studio picture? No, that's a bunkhouse. That's the front porch of a bunkhouse that belongs to a friend of mine. What a hoot! And, okay, yeah, and uh, and and honestly. I had those. Those were shot with a, a little uh, uh, lighting help. You know, I had already set up lights and this and that, and and the two guys were on the porch, and and they were just visiting, and they're so used to me being out with a camera, and I, I was shooting and shooting and shooting, and here come the dogs, and one of them jumped up on Dan's lap, and them sat down in the middle of all of them, and <laughs> and, uh, and I just shot, and that was it. I had I've had a lot of people ask me, how'd you Photoshop the dogs? And I said I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, that's a walked in and sat down, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's a neat place, you know. Can you tell us a little bit about how you achieved the look in Photoshop? What is what are some of the features that the What you... I edit with now is is is, is Lightroom and Photoshop CC. And mm-hmm. uh, and I use mix filters. Uh you know, uh, I have that collection. Now that's that's the main thing that I do. Uh, and of course with Nick, there is a, uh, every image is different. So, you you know, it's so hard for me to say, people say, well, how do you edit? Like you edit and and you, you, I can describe how I do one picture, but that doesn't mean the next picture is going to be done that way, you know? And and I guess I just play with them until I get what I want, you know, but, but basically, uh, I like the pop detail and pop detail. Yeah, like the pop detail a little bit on things that I weren't seeing, and and then of course push back things that I know weren't seeing, and that's just typical in any kind of photography. It's that's uh, even though I learned to edit in a dark room, it's really no different than doing it in a dark room. Uh, you know, and and uh, uh, you know the the stuff that you don't want to see, you kind of push back, and the stuff that you do, you bring forward, and and that's kind of how I. I, I try to edit things, you know, and I know that's awful general, but that that's about as close as I can get, you know. You know, I see a lot of pictures with people that are, you know, shooting outdoors and they're getting lots of lens flare and and their their backgrounds are brighter than their foregrounds. Mm-hmm. And what would you tell them? What would I tell them, or how to how to edit? I guess. Uh, well, I guess what, I, you know. Your images, the things you want to see are the brighter mm-hmm. parts. Well, yes, and, and to some extent, unless we unless we edit in a Rockwell type of situation. See, that's just the opposite. <laughs> Almost, you know, with, with, with the Rockwell type deal, the backgrounds are more are a little brighter and more faded. You know, where and and then the subject is a uh, you know that makes the subject a little more prominent. And others, you know, you darken the background and the and the subject's brighter. But 
I, I'm a pretty big fan myself of shooting in, you know, I love backlighting. And if you look at a lot of my horse neckline images, I've, I've shot into, the, I've shot into the sun. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't mind that, that bad. Uh, what I basically do is, uh, in those situations, it, it starts when you're shooting. I will overexpose the shot. I don't care if the sky blows out. Okay. Uh, because you're going to work on it, the background anyway. Exactly, I mean, and that and that goes back to the teachings of Ansel Adams. Is you know you kind of have an idea of what you want before you even shoot it, how how you think it may end up when you're done with it. You know, you so you shoot to edit. That's okay. what you do. Yeah. And and uh, so you know, I I only shoot manual mode. Uh, it's only my camera would, would lock up if I put it on any other mode. It wouldn't know what to do. You know, <laughs> it went on manual when it came out of the box. It's been on manual from the beginning. But, uh, but you know, if, I, if I'm if i shooting in the sun, well, you know, like I said, I don't mind overexposing it just a little bit to, just so I get the detail in the subject. And, and, and if the sky blows, the sky blows. Uh, now, that being said, with, with the advancements in, you know, Photoshop and editing uh, uh, programs, you can bring a whole lot of that back, that blowout, you know, and and, and, and where you can select the subject from the background, you know, it's almost endless what you can do with one of them. Do you do you create most of your own backgrounds or do you have a, a gallery of backgrounds that you pull from? Mostly, I create most of my own. Uh, I pick up a couple of free ones off the 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 web that that I have used but you know I don't see any sense in paying for something that I can go out here and build myself. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're fairly easy to build. Layers in Photoshop is the greatest thing in the world. I I love Lightroom for its ability to everything that you can do so fast with it. You know, what I mean I can edit a thousand rodeo images in 30 minutes, you know, and <laughs> pretty much ready to go, you know, but when it comes to actual doing the art, the art part of it, I, I, I love to work in layers and, and uh, you know, you can get really creative doing that. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I'm, I'm playing with it a lot myself and in with the textures and mm-hmm. you can, you can do quite a bit to, you know, especially if you're in a situation where, you see the the subject is great, but the background there's nothing you can do, you know. Yeah, you know, especially and, you in know, a rodeo situation, and that oh, there's yeah. people on the on the sidelines, and yeah, and really textures can really bring out the subject and leave yeah, all it, the. You you're exactly right, Gigi. Because I mean, there's some of the backgrounds that, that I have to deal with are just horde. You know, <laughs> you, <just can't, laughs> yeah. you know, you know, you, you know, you can't. You just can't get past it to see the subject, you know, and and uh, uh, so occasionally if you get that good shot, uh, you know, you can salvage it, and that's and that's what it's good for. You can take a kind of a mediocre shot and really make it something pretty dang nice by yeah. uh, by artifying it, you know, as Peter. <laughs> right, yeah. artifying. You know? That's a new word we're all going to yeah. use. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. I have a question for you, Ron. On on some yes, of your textured work, um, I think you said earlier that you sell to ma- you know magazine covers and stuff. Do mm-hmm. they are they accepting texture work more than you know? It used to be. Oh, it has to be 
more, I, you know. Well, you know, I, I think they are somewhat, yeah. Uh, hey, a good photograph is a good photograph. Yeah and, and, yeah, and as long as the subject matter is what they want, then I don't think there's a po- there as opposed to as they used to be. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do some shooting for there's a magazine locally. Well, I say locally, it's state, it's Missouri Life magazine. I've done some for them. Uh, the very first cover I ever had was of a textured piece. You know, oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and which I was a little surprised that that's what they pick, but. I gave them the option. I gave them four or five shots to choose from, and that's the one they picked, you know. They would have been mm-hmm. the one I picked, too, but, you know, so that's kind of where it started. And and uh, uh, as, as, long as, as long as the photograph gets the point across that they want, I, I really don't think there is. is a yeah, I think that it's mm-hmm. changing because, you know, it used to be sure. so journalistic that it had to be real and we have to be pure, but... The point is bringing out the subject, and however you, know, you do that is. You know the the thing is, and, and this is my philosophy, uh, and, and and I may be the only one that thinks this way, and I'm, and uh, but I figured out a long time ago that women actually run the horse industry. Yeah, you know? <laughs> we do, and they also and they also decorate the homes, mm-hmm. and they, and they buy most of the magazines. And they do most of the reading in the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. if, if you if you can create pretty horse pictures for a magazine covers or book covers or to hang on the wall, you're going to sell a lot of them. Because, you know, and, and, and that kind of goes back to what we're talking about. You know, I, I think it boils down to them people selling magazines. And if mm-hmm. you can get somebody to pick it up off the shelf at Walmart and look at it, and you've probably sold it, you know. Yeah. And so I think they're starting to understand now. Hey, we got to get them to look at, it, you know. And then, get I them mean, to that, pick it up and yeah, look at it. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's my opinion anyway. So. Yeah. And with so. texture work, it's a lot has to come into how you do it. It's not just a a matter of throw texture on it and that's good. It's yeah. It's more artistic. You have to have. Uh, you, I think that's what I think I love about your work. It's very artistic it's real at the same time it it's in very good taste you know it's not overdone it's you know and i think there there's a there's an art to to doing that too is knowing how much and how little to use yeah there's kind of a transition between uh oh that's over photoshopped versus oh what a piece of art right yeah so and you uh, you work on the art part well, that's that's you know first and foremost that's that's how I that's how I shoot you know uh, I don't shoot uh, technically I'm not a very technical photographer and I, and I do quite a bit of teaching and and that's that's the first thing I tell the people that I teach is that you know if you come to me to, to learn all the technical aspects of photography you come to the wrong guy. Mine yeah. is kind of more. Mine is kind of more zen in the art of photography. <laughs> you know, that's just kind of yes. you know. You almost have to feel it. Yeah, and yeah. It's very hard. It's very hard to teach, but but if if you do it long enough, you'll start seeing light. Uh, do you know a light's an amazing? And it's amazing, you know. But you can watch it, and you can if you do it long enough, you'll you'll see the little the little changes in it, and 
and uh, uh, and and all the time, you know, if you had the experience doing the Photoshop work, if if you were if that's what you want to do, you kind of know what you can do with this light once you get it on on your computer screen and start playing with it. But uh, uh, but I'm more of a more of a shoot by the seat of my pants kind of guy, you know. And that's uh, well, I'm uh, real glad to hear that because that's how I. So, well, I, I usually yeah. shoot off the back of a bicycle most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, 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 that's what I tell people. I tell people, like, you know, I shoot a camera just like I ride my horse, and that's by the seat of my britches, you know. It's, you know, I guess yeah. it's just kind of guessing by gosh, but it's really not. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i edu- educated to the fact that, that, yeah, I can pretty much look at here and tell you what setting your camera needs to be on to shoot right at this moment, you know. But, uh, but... Uh, there's tricks to it, you know, and, and like I said, I'm a big advocate of the zone system. And once you kind of figure that out, then it's not so bad. You know, you, you know, you can shoot in a hurry you can, and, and get it and, and, uh, and shooting raw nowadays, you know, you, you don't have yeah, more flexibility. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, okay. Well, uh, I, ha- I have two more questions about the business. I'm looking at your portrait gallery and, I see your uh, senior or gra- graduation pictures, and I know you're around these kids a lot with the radios. But I mean, there's adults here that are photographed. Are those, let's say, what percentage of the business that you shoot is is people calling you and saying, "Hey, I want a portrait." Probably twenty five percent. Uh huh. And then, you so uh, typically. Right. And typically, uh, when somebody asks you to do a portrait, what kind of range of revenue are you looking at from that person? Like these graduation pictures. Right. I'll just tell you flat out. I get $250 to shoot and edit. You know. Okay. And here's here's how I look at it. I can... They're going to get between 30 and 50 images to choose from to print. Now... uh, And then they just choose a la carte what they're going to buy. Right, exactly. And and they can either have me print them or they can go ahead and print them as they want to. I push hard for them to have me print them, and I don't make that much off the prints. Uh, where a lot of people do it backwards. You know, they, they, they go out here and they'll shoot for, you know, they might shoot for three hours and they charge them $100 to shoot it, and then they got all these pictures to edit, hoping that the people will have them print it, and that's where they're going to make their money. No, I ain't doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make what I gotta have out of it off the top. You know, so yeah. I'm I'm getting two hundred fifty to yeah, I'm gonna get two fifty shoot and edit because I know I can edit everything in two hours. Because it doesn't take me that long to edit stuff. And so I might have I might have four or five hours in the whole project. And I've yeah. and I've made, you know, fifty dollars an hour doing it. For that, is that not the art look though? Is that just straight? Portrait? No, I will give them. I will give them a few, a couple that are a few art. Of the, art okay. Mm-hmm. Because I can yeah. really edit one of those in about fifteen minutes. You know. Yeah. It really doesn't take that long to do those. You know. I'm not really going to do them all that way. You know, but there's right. going to be one or two that that lends itself to it, and I might I might do it. You know. Not all of them are going to have backgrounds in place because I want to try to shoot somewhere where there's nice backgrounds anyway. But, you know, 
That's uh, okay. So that was my one question. My number two question: You said something about teaching. Uh, tell us about what your. Do you offer those? Do people come from all over the country? Is it just local folks that uh, want to learn from you? Tell us about that. It started. It started out as local. It started out as local, but now I have people coming from, you know, I'd say a four or five state region. They'll come in for a day or two, and uh, and I get uh, I get about three hundred dollars a day. Okay, per person, or as how many people would you normally have at a? Normally, event. I don't like. Normally, I don't like to have more than two or three. Okay. You know? Yeah. Cool. And how do people find out about that? It's I don't see it on your website. They no, they really just call me and ask me if I will. You know, it's not something that I advertise that much, but I I do I do do it. You know, and, and it may be some people may want to learn to how to do Photoshop. You know, and that's what they're concerned with. Some may want to learn how to shoot, uh, or they're not comfortable with horses. You know, I, I've had one lady here a while back to come in, and she had a, a big project to do, and uh, wanted, uh, wanted to, she just wasn't that comfortable with horses, and I just took her out with horses. And, and just said, shoot, yeah. you know, and, and here's what you can expect, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you'll get comfortable with it. And, and, you know, so there's all aspects of it. Some people come in and want to learn about off-camera flash, you know. Right. So, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. And on your website, there's a thing that says live feed. What does that mean? Well, I think the the guy that built my website that basically just just is a live feed. I think probably to my Facebook page. Because to be honest with you, dude, I don't know a thing about that website other than <laughs> I know how to get to. You know, that's, I hey, somebody do that. You know how to. You know how to what you don't know and keep doing yeah. what you do know right but, well exactly you know you know my 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 problem is is that i'm probably not the best businessman in the world i'm a pretty good photographer but you know i just need to hire somebody just to run my business for me you know because i, I don't have time for all that crap you know right. I, you know <laughs> really you know, <laughs> you know just yeah, let we, me be artistic and leave me alone yeah it's yeah. it is a balancing act especially for artists i think i've been listening yeah to some it, things. yeah it's very hard it's very hard for people their, their minds just don't work that way you know and 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 for me teaching that is something that i had to learn very early in life is that you know just because I see something like this, I can teach you how to run your camera and teach you how to where to set a flash and all this and, and how to get a horse's ears up, but I can't teach you how to see. That's something that is very difficult in how I shoot is that uh, not everybody, I had to remember not everybody sees like I do and I don't see like you do and, and, and you know, or Gigi and teaching them how to see is, is the, uh, is the hard part, you know, and, 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 uh, and I, I'm just not sure it's really possible with everybody, but, but, uh, we're all different. Sure. All right. Well, Hey Ron, we, we try to cut these off at a certain time. You know, I don't want to be too abrupt, but we certainly appreciate you coming on and talking with us and our, our listeners. Thank you so much for being on with us. Yeah. You guys ever get over my way? Well, holler at me stop in we'll go shoot some pictures of some horses or something you know so be glad to be yeah. fun that'd be really exciting I, that would be fun thank you All so right. much bye-bye thank you bye so uh that was ron mcginnis and we have 
show notes on the website. The website is equinephotographerspodcast.com. And uh, we also appreciate it as a listener if you would stop by iTunes and leave a review uh, that helps other people to discover this podcast. Uh, Gigi, do you want to say anything else? I I'm really think that we're getting a lot out of all the people that we're interviewing um, in the last episode. So be sure that if this is the first time you're listening, you know, go back and listen to some of the other uh, professionals. They all have great tips and great ideas and great, you know, the way they do things. Um, it's just a wealth of information to come from these, these top professionals. Right. And it's, it's fun because you learn both the uh, creative aspects of the photography they do but also the business aspects, what makes their art possible or their uh, photography possible is having the funds generated from running a business. Um, If they didn't have that, they wouldn't be able to do all this. So uh, it is a balancing act for a lot of people to try to figure out the business part as well as the creative part and we're trying to bring both of those things together in this podcast. Yeah, and we hope to also be offering, you know, more help on the website, like blog posts and in the future, different things we can come across to help everyone with their business, the business part, because the photography you can learn uh, in a lot of places, but equine business photography, it's kind of unique. So I think we all could use some help with that. So. That's what we're planning on doing, right, Peter? That's right. And thank you for listening and have a good day. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Equine Photographers Podcast. We hope that you were inspired to grow and improve as an equine photographer by listening today. Join us for the next episode to learn, grow, and be inspired as we interview some of today's outstanding equine image makers.